0: Alison Little, a best-selling author, keynote speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur who has built businesses and brands for the past decade. I'm passionate about helping high achievers launch to the next level. Hello everyone and welcome to the launch podcast with Allison Little. Today's episode is called Finding Joyful Self-Expression with Dr. Jess Brightman. Dr. Jess is a psychoanalyst and she studies this for a living and she actually applies it to clients of hers. So I'm so excited to actually talk to an expert in the field of psychology, right? And really understanding ourselves better so that we can launch to that next level. She is an absolute wonderful human being and I so grateful for her time and energy today. So hello, Dr. Jess. Thanks so much for joining us. It's a great
1: pleasure. Thank you for that lovely uh, introduction.
0: Absolutely. Our pleasure. We're excited to have you. So I give, you know, kind of the high level introduction, but I want you to tell us a little bit more about
1: yourself. Well, as you said, I'm a psychoanalyst. And for those of you who don't quite know what that refers to. It It's a particular way of studying how the mind works. There's lots of different ones of us out there in the world, and we all focus on different aspects of helping people achieve what they want in the world. And those of us who are trained psychoanalytically tend to look at the interplay between conscious and unconscious thoughts and feelings, and how things get into your way and how you help yourself move them aside to get to where you want to go.
0: Amazing. And that's such important work. So thank you so much for doing it. I know, um, you've helped so many people over the years and you continue to do that work. So we're so excited and you know, everybody can't see this. The people that watch this video will be able to see it, but behind her, I'm looking at beautiful art. So you're also an artist and I, I love art. So, um, tell me a little bit more about that.
1: So it's kind of a, a, I've come full circle in, in a way in that when I first started to think about how I might work with people and help people, I thought I would be an art therapist. And I started my training some nearly 50 years ago as an art therapist and worked as an art therapist with clients, particularly with schizophrenic patients initially, and loved doing art and then sort of took a 30 or 40 year break from it. While I launched my own career and sort of got the skills I needed to do the kind of um, in depth work with patients that I wanted to, and then came back to thinking, well, what about me? How, where's my joy? Where's my self expression? And I love my work with patients. Please don't misunderstand that in, in, in any way. But I, found I looked back at the work I did for myself artistically and wanted it again. And I went on a workshop and, did a retreat. And all of a sudden, I couldn't stop painting. And so I went back to being an artist. I'm still a psychoanalyst. I still do research. I still write books. I do all the things I do. But this is actually my art studio that we are doing this conversation from from my side. And behind you, you'll if those of you who can see you would see my paints, my mm. monographs and Freud's watching me at the same time. Yes. It's okay. <laughs> That's
0: always Go nice for it. looking at you. Yeah, you
1: want Freud, <laughs> Freud over your shoulder <laughs> An encouraging sense and and I whenever I can I paint and I find it helps me feel more like myself there was a piece mm-hmm. of me that was lost for a very long time and finding that added to my capacity to do everything else I do in my life so I have a lot of paintings all over my house because I can't bear to part with them mm-hmm. and so I've been painting up a storm especially through um the periods where I was
0: home a lot. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. And it, it's a great introduction to this topic, right? Is, you know, where's my joy and really understanding that. And, you know, I was explaining before we started to record that launch is really about helping people, you know, launch in their lives, either personally or professionally. And, Where's my joy is a really important piece of this puzzle, because as soon as you can lean into that of like, what makes my heart happy? What do excites and inspires and energizes me? That's an important piece of the puzzle, my friends, right? And, and as you demonstrated through your actions and, and doing art and how that helped you and, and fueled your, the work that you do, it's, it's a beautiful demonstration of that. So what's your main passion or purpose in life, Dr. Jess?
1: Well, it's not one thing. That's what I learned. And that's what I encourage everybody in your audience to, to recognize is that there's a lot of aspects of us. And there's a time and a place when one or the other becomes in the forefront. And to be able to have a vision for myself of where am I right now in my life cycle? And where did I come from? And what was left to... A more um, free time, you know. I'm I'm older. Those of you who can't see me can't tell, but I'm getting ancient up there. I'm, you know, I'm hitting the uh, the years of retirement rather than of of early work life. And the things that were my passions early in my work life were acquiring skills. They were achieving the capacity to do what I love to do, which is help people in the best possible way. Now I'm at a point in my life where it's about thinking about what I want to leave behind. And my passion is sort of, you know, checking out all the boxes of things that are yet undone and looking at that this is a time when you can see toward the end i know i'm you know not being morose about it but that it you know this is the time to do what it is i really want to do while i can do it cuz if you don't have the health to do it you can't so i'm going passionately toward having life that's enjoyable every single day that i only do things that i want to do so mm. i'm blessed with the financial freedom to do that i've worked hard to get to the point where I can do that. And now I only do what I want to be doing. And what I want to be doing is helping make this world a better place politically. I'm very active in issues such as voting rights and in making a more democratic union for us again. So, I spent a lot of time trying to figure out how to talk to people about Engaging in productive and healing conversations rather than in in actively fighting with each other and losing sight of being one American nation. So that takes up a lot of my time in a great way. I I do research on how to talk to people. I work with a group of people I super respect, but only with people I want to be with. That's where I've come to figure out is when you can make choices about how you spend your time and have a no jerk rule that I, I only hang out with people who are not jerks. We can listen. I I don't have to agree, but we can't, we can't be volatile. It has to be Mm. kind. So I'm very careful about who I hang out with and, you are, are, of course, a perfect person to hang out with because you oh, would definitely fun. fit in my no jerk rule. Thank
0: you. Oh,
1: that's so kind. So nice. I'm having fun. That's what I'm doing. My passion is helping make the world a better place at the t- same time as eating really well, doing lots and lots of hiking, painting. And I'm, I'm remodeling a house in Italy, which is tremendously joyful. Oh, my it's God. It's a passion. I've always wanted are to. Are you in have Italy a house. right now? No, I'm not because of COVID. I didn't want to go now. I'm in, in California, Berkeley. You're California. in California,
0: but you have a, a house. I have a
1: house in Italy that is from the 14th century that's outside of a walled city. Oh my gosh. And it's the most spectacularly healing place for me. I am very affected by my environment. Yes. So I have found a place where I look up and I only see beauty. Oh. And I'm going to spend a lot of time there in the next few years what
0: a beautiful story and journey that you're on. That's so fun. And, you know, I can hear in your voice, just the excitement that you have for the life that you get to lead right now. And I'm sure there's people that are listening right now that maybe have lost that spark, right? So for those people who are listening who are like, you know, that's fantastic, Dr. Jess. I want that for my own life. I want to feel more joy. I want to lean towards those things that make my heart happy. Maybe I'm not close to retirement. Maybe I'm in the midst of all of the busyness, yeah. right? Yeah. What, what types of suggestions would you give those people?
1: So there's so many ways to get there. That's the good news. And it's going to be totally dependent on your personal style and your situation and how much flexibility you have. Some of us have not as much flexibility to really carve stuff out for yourself, but everybody can start with a little bit. Every one of us can find a half an hour to listen to this podcast, even if it's while you're taking this walk you know, This is a time you've set aside to pay attention to what will work for you. I love your expression about how do you find the joy. So to use that same terminology, what is joyful for each of them? It's a personal journey. Some of us find that talking to a coach or a therapist or friend or partner or going to a workshop is a good way to allow oneself to really pay attention to it. In fact, In my own journey, I went to a workshop that was on painting, after not painting for 25 years. And I said I made an intention that I wanted to see if I could regain some of my love of art. And in that workshop, it was a couple of hours. I painted a lot of paintings and found I remembered something I had forgotten. So it's it's setting aside. The start is to set aside an intention that it is in your values that feeling fulfilled inside yourself is as important as taking care of your work duties, your children, your partner. It's as important, and unless you find a way to be your best self, the rest of the stuff can't happen at the level that you might like it to you will be a better partner a better parent a better worker if you have a sense of of pleasure and joy inside yourself so giving yourself that freedom or privilege as it is it's very hard people are very guilty about turning inward but in fact unless you do the work inside you kind of end up a jerk is the truth of it is that the way to end up not being a jerk is to actually figure out what motivates you and why you say what you say and why you do what you do. And that lets you then go forward and and fight the good fight in a way better shape. Right. A happy person is a better everything.
0: Ooh, that was a mic drop moment. If I had a mic, I would just drop it because that was <laughs> right. And just leaning toward happiness. It seems So simple, doesn't it, Dr. Jess? Like, we lean towards all of the other things in life. I know for myself, for a long time, I was trying to please everybody. I was trying to do all the things. I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I own businesses. Like, you try to, and I was just having this conversation with my husband. Like, I was trying to make everybody happy for such a long time. And as I stopped and I started to say, okay, I'm going to get curious on what brings me joy, that's when it was like a light bulb moment in my own life. And so I, you know, let's talk a little bit more about how people can start to to be more curious and to be more to give
1: themselves permission. You yes. gave yourself permission to explore what your needs were. That is not easy in our culture. We are very focused on taking care of other people's needs. We're actually told we're narcissistic or selfish if we say no, if we say we have limits, if we say we have boundaries. And we're seen in much of the culture as not good people. And of course, we all want to be good people. And we were all raised by parents who gave us a certain set of values and freedoms and beliefs about how we're supposed to be in the world. And a lot of those beliefs are self-defeating. A lot of those beliefs are crippling. And there needs to be a process where you examine inside yourself yourself. What do I really want to be doing and who am I doing it for? And is it working? You got to just stop for a second and say, is this working the way I want it to? And where do I need to tweak it? And sometimes it's just little teeny tweaks. For me, it started with an hour a day. Every day I took a walk. That was the beginning is every single morning before I saw any patient, before I picked up the phone or answered an email, I took a walk. It's been years. I now take two walks. I take one in the morning and one at the end of my day. And those are my gifts to myself to just get centered and think, think through my rest of my day. What's where do I want to go? It's the intentional is a word that we use a lot, but it's really an important one being intentional about the choices we make that then lets you go forward. But part of that intentionality has to also include what's in this for me. It has to be okay to be selfish. It has to be okay to take care of your machine so that you then can be providing to the rest of the world, to your kids. And as well as being a role model for your kids to see you have self-care.
0: Absolutely. And talking, you know, I, I explained to them, well, mom is going to go do this because this helps me feel better and I can show up as a better mom for you. And they're like, well, yep. yeah, we want that for you. Like, go walk the mountain, mom, or go hike or whatever. And it is. and
1: not just to be a better mom, also to be a better self. Yes, absolutely. To have permission to be your best self to the day you die, that you're just going forward, growing and learning and changing. You know, when none of us are too old to do that and you can get better and better and better, you truly can.
0: Oh, so beautiful. This is so inspirational. It's making me so excited to have you, Dr. Jess. I can just imagine having sessions with you. It just must be so empowering for people. So, you know, this last 18 months have been stressful for a lot of people, and I'm sure you've seen that and witnessed that. So let's talk about a little bit more about stress management and how, you know, you would, a couple tips that you might give our listeners for really dealing with stress.
1: So again, it's going to be very individual because each of us has a a different way that things work for them. And it's trial and error. Everyone's going to have to figure out what are the best ways that match their body and their time management and their situation. Many people find physical exercise is tremendously helpful. I certainly do. And it's research has supported that most people get a lot of benefit from physically moving. And I highly recommend that if you don't have a practice that has an exercise component to it, you add it. Another important thing is your sleep hygiene. People talk a lot about how much sleep you need and how much sleep you get and sort of how sacred that process is for you. I'm a very big believer in the healing powers of dreaming and sleeping and having a situation where you love going to bed. So I think one way to really help your stress is to have a ritual in which you close off from the world and you enter into your sacred space of healing. It sounds um, a little hippie-ish, but it, it truly is meaningful to make a sacred space for yourself to let go and just meet yourself in your dreams and, and get yourself through, through the night so that you can be regenerated for the next day. You know, mine starts with my walk at five, six o'clock and then my dinner and then my entrance into shutting off my phones. I don't take calls after nine o'clock. I don't look at my email and I just go into uh, preparing myself to de-stress through my sleep and Mm -hmm. between exercise, sleep and whatever other physical practice you can have in your life. I am fond of yoga myself and being creative are de stressors for me. So for me, having the opportunity to just focus on creating something, whether it's could be writing a poem, art, any way that you can get in touch with a different aspect of yourself helps you to de-stress. But being a little bit um, formulaic initially for yourself, where you say, I'm going to just give myself 10 minutes here. I'm going to give myself 10 minutes. And trying different categories for yourself, knowing what brings you joy in your life or what, if you can't touch, get in touch with it right now, what brought you joy as a child? Mm -hmm. Did you like to climb trees? Did you like to go swimming? You know, go back in your memories to find moments that felt right to you about who you are. And then think purposefully about how can you add them in your life, even in teeny 15 minute blocks. If you took two breaks in a day where you did something that was just about quieting your inner mind, you could find it was amazing. And then Mm. I hope you would build on them. Right? Oh, so many. Start a practice.
0: Yes, absolutely. And, and I'm, I appreciate how you say that it's going to be individual to each and every one of us. A lot of times we're, we're prescribed different ideas, right? You must do this, or you have to do this, or these yeah. are the only ways that it, it happens. And you're saying, you know, do what's right for you. Do what fills your heart with joy, because you and I are different, right? Like, and, and that's okay. And I, I feel like everybody's on this journey to be like whomever. And really, we should just be on our own journey. And so just understanding that about yourself and giving yourself permission to, to explore and to be curious and to take care of yourself, because when our our cup is empty, it's really hard to give to others. And I've just experienced that time and time again, right? If my cup is empty, I have, you know, really difficult time sharing and giving and loving to others because I'm not loving myself. And and I think that's a really key part. So the two that I want to reiterate for our listeners are exercise and sleep. Those are the two you would probably start with, right? And so- If you don't, if you don't already have an exercise routine, make sure you start thinking about maybe it's just going for a walk, right? Get up and go for a walk. And then for sleep, you know, how are you sleeping? Are you getting restful sleep throughout the night? This was an issue that my husband faced for, for many years and we, we finally figured it out and just, he's a different guy, right? Like he just does
1: he get the sleep apnea machine. So many um, people. No, actually
0: need them. We actually found some supplements that helped him to just kind of get into that deep sleep because he was just restless in his Great. process. Like melatonin. Yeah, exactly. It was, yeah, yeah it was yeah. like a, it's called deep sleep. And it's just, it was yeah. like mind blowing for him because he was able to get in that restful state. And now he's a different human being and can serve yep. people in a different way. So, two things okay. for our listeners to do. The next question I want to ask you are what are the two things you've done in your life to launch to the next level?
1: I think spending an investment in understanding my motivations and my belief system that was processing unconsciously and making it conscious so for me it was um being in a treatment i for me it worked best if i i actually saw a therapist and had help to understand how i was operating out of my own awareness what i was doing why i was doing what was really giving me pleasure and joy and then once i enabled that process to begin I could make better choices. And that then let me launch different aspects of my career. I ended up deciding that I wanted to do a lot of writing. And over the course of the last decade, I've written five books that were important to me and enabled me to offer ideas that I thought would be very useful to other people about, in particular, working with learning disabilities and families with learning disabilities. I ended up doing a lot of writing about that and about the psychology of learning disabilities. That's so
0: powerful. And, and the fact that you leaned into something that excited and inspired you, and now it's going to help so many people in that process is a beautiful thing, because that's how it works, my friends that are listening, <laughs> right? You know, you yep. think you're doing it for yourself, but in, in you know, what happens is as you're doing it for yourself, there's other people that need the help and, and you're actually serving others. Yep. And you're using your strengths and abilities in order to do that. So thank you so much for doing that. That's such powerful work. I know I have a family of educators. So just, you know, understanding learning disabilities and different types of learning is important. So I I have this question and I know that you read a lot of books. I can see some of your books, (laughs) but what's your favorite book or the book that you go back to over and over again?
1: Favorite book. That's a hard one. And I read a lot. So it's, it, you know, I'm, I'm constantly reading books. It's easy for me to say what the last book I was, but I don't know. I don't know if I have a favorite book and I, I, I'm not going to be able to give you a good answer because books are really precious to me. That's part of my self-care. In fact, I actually had to work really hard to give myself permission to read as much as I read because I felt like I was so selfish. So I actually have a whole history to, I read, I look at art books, I read furniture books, I look at um, this remodeling, Italy brought up all these books about Italy and remodeling. And I love a good novel. I love, love. All of it. See,
0: I feel like, yeah, that's how I I am too. I love books. They're like my, I, I feel like I could prescribe books to people depending on what they need. You know, they'll just like ask me a question. I'll be like... I would get this book or this book or, you know, like there's just yeah. such a, a beautiful tool. I love they're, that. They're so tools. An avid reader. Just read. Books. I am. I that, am. That's right now I'm reading
1: a lot about black lives from different perspectives. Nice. I read a fabulous book on slavery and how slavery was um, dealt with across the country and different stories about it. That's fantastic. Awesome. Lots awesome. and lots of, I, I just, I read all the time.
0: I love it. So, what is one thing that you do if you're having a difficult or stressful time in your own life?
1: Well, I wish I could say it's rare because it's not. I think um, I try to find some space to step away from it, to try to have um, what we call an auxiliary ego, to try to put myself above and be looking at my stress and myself, and Mm -hmm. try to get the space to analyze why. Why is this particular moment different than all others? What has happened? What did I lose sight of? What did I get overwhelmed with? What did I get triggered by? So for me, it's a a tool that maybe lots of years of analysis gave me to be self-reflective and step back and say, okay, you got here. You weren't here yesterday. Let's go back to what happened between when you were happy and now you weren't stressful two days ago, go back, you know, what triggered it? Where did you get overwhelmed? And then once I have that space, it doesn't take hold of me. What happens when I get stressful and many people get stressful is we lose our capacity to assess and to problem solve and to sort out what's really going on. Mm-hmm. And once I can back away, and sometimes it could take a couple of days, I just had a doozy of a, of a period a couple of days ago where I just was overwhelmed. I just had too many new tasks and I hadn't reminded myself that I can take time with it and I can get help with it. Those were two important things I had to remind myself because I just felt omnipotently responsible that I had to figure this all out and it was too new and too different and there's too many of them and I had no room to breathe and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. So for me, what I do is I teach myself to back up, take oh. a breath.
0: Thank you for being real and authentic there too. I feel like that's, I mean, that's a beautiful thing. A lot of times what people will be, they'll be, you know, and the expert and they're not necessarily going to admit that, you know, I, I get overwhelmed too, or I get stressed out as well. I mean, as humans, I believe that we all have different experiences. Amen. Right. Right. And Amen. So I think, uh, you know, the fact that you're, you give yourself that space, that's a beautiful technique that could help a listener. That's maybe having one of those days. And you're listening to this yep. and you're going, Oh my gosh. If Dr. Jess can give herself space to, you know, understand, okay, what is making me feel overwhelmed? How can I use strategies maybe that have worked in the past to help me not feel overwhelmed? What are those things? Yep. Who do I need to ask for help? in order to kind of clarify what I need to do next, yep. the one thing. I use a
1: phrase that's, yeah. that's a funny phrase called when last seen. And what it means for me is when I last felt like myself, when I was last seen, when I was last at peace, when I was last breathing normally, Ooh, when was that moment and when did I lose it? And then I can track it. Ah. Oh
0: powerful. Oh my (laughs) gosh. It's so powerful. When last seen. Okay. Listeners. I I can't wait to hear you using this (laughs) technique because seriously, I'm going to start using it. When was I last at peace? When was I last happy or joyful in my heart? When was it full? Right. I think that's a beautiful thing. So Dr. Jess, what else, you know, what else do you want to leave our listeners with in, in understanding and finding joy and self-expression in their own lives?
1: It's never too late. Don't feel like it's a done deal. Don't give up on yourself. Even if you're um, in the midst of crisis, in the midst of of tumult, know that there is a way out. And each of you are going to find your own individual ways out. And it can start teeny because every single step adds up. It's it's cumulative. It's not an all or nothing. You start on the path of giving yourself permission to be your best self to be your best lover, partner, parent, etc, or not. And you get there. And it's not a race. It's Mm -hmm. just one one piece in front of the other. And you've, your life gets better.
0: So beautiful. That's what I want to say. Oh, so good. It, this gave me chills. I was so excited to just hear your wisdom and ideas and thoughts. And I know this is going to help so many people. So thank you, Dr. Jess, so much for joining us today. How do people get a hold of you?
1: I have a website is an easy way. You could go to drjessspeltout.org. But it's, um, I'm not currently taking any new patients. so I just want to let listeners know that in, in advance. But I'm always happy to direct people to getting whatever they need. Mm,
0: beautiful. And you have so many resources on your website, including the books that you're talking about and, yeah. and all of those different things. So definitely check it out, my friends, because it, it, it is, has so much, so much value. So again, thank you, Dr. Jess, for joining us today. This was such a beautiful conversation and I appreciate the work that you do and who you are in the world. And to all of our listeners, thank you so much for joining us again. This is awesome. I hope you gained as much as I did out of this episode. Feel free to share it with your friends, with your loved one, with the people in your life, because you just never know who wants to find more joy in their lives. Have a great day. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the launch podcast. I'm Allison Little, and I'm so excited that you spent your time with me. Look for future episodes and connect with me on social media or at my website at www.allisonlittle.com.